Hello and welcome to Sprinkles of Magic. My name is Mandy Nash and I am a health and mindset coach with an extreme love of fandoms. Movie fandoms, book fandoms, TV show fandoms. I love all of it. Throughout my life and through my love of fandoms, I've realized that most fandoms often have little life lesson nuggets hidden away. As a resident nerd, I've found a joy in finding these lessons and sharing them with the world, which is what you'll get from Sprinkles of Magic. Let's dive in. All right, Disney folks, can we just agree on something? Disney princes are the best part of Disney, right? Right? Okay, I'm just kidding. My favorite character from Disney is actually Gaston, and he's totally not a prince. I'm definitely more of a villain's girl. But the Disney princes are all great. I haven't been able to pick a favorite prince yet, but one of the many princes that I love is Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty. I'm a romantic at heart, guys, and the idea of a prince risking his life for me? Swoon-worthy. For those of you who don't know the story of Prince Philip and Sleeping Beauty, let me give you the rundown. When she was a child, Princess Aurora, a.k.a. Sleeping Beauty, was cursed by an evil fairy named Maleficent. The gist of the curse was that before Aurora turned 16, she would touch her finger to the spindle of a spinning wheel and die. Her parents, in desperation, sent Aurora away to live as the daughter of three kind fairies in the woods. While living as Briar Rose in the woods, Aurora meets Philip and they fall in love. When she is returned to the castle for her 16th birthday, though, she does indeed prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel and she falls asleep. The three kind fairies go and help Philip escape from Maleficent, who's kidnapped him, and then Philip kills Maleficent, kisses Aurora, and they all live happily ever after. Cute, right? The part of the story that I really want to focus on is the fight between Philip and Maleficent at the end of the story. Now, at this point, Maleficent has kidnapped Philip and shown him what she did to Aurora. The three kind fairies arrive, and they arm Philip with a sword and a shield, and Philip escapes and starts heading to the castle to save Aurora. In order to save her, though... He has to escape an evil fairy, fight through thick thorns on horseback, climb a mountain one-handed, kill Maleficent, who by that time has changed into a massive black dragon, and then run all the way up to the tallest tower in the castle to kiss Aurora and ultimately save her. His entire journey was just exhausting, and he did it all simply because he wanted to save Aurora. When was the last time you fought that hard for something? I personally go back to my first 10K. Not only was it my first ever 10K and my first time running six miles at one time, but at the end of the 10K, there was a really long, curved, and very steep hill that we had to climb before we got to the finish line. I'm going to be honest. I was exhausted by the time I reached the bottom of that hill. Looking up, I did not want to keep going. I did not want to climb that hill. I was already tired. I honestly just wanted to wave one of the volunteers down and beg them to drive me to the finish line. Instead, I gritted my teeth and I started up the hill. Now, I wish that at this point I could tell you that once I got started going, it was easier and I conquered that hill like a champ. But I can't say that. That hill sucked. Every single step of the way. 
Dragging myself up that hill was a mental and physical battle. When I got to the top, I was exhausted. I wanted to fall over. But I crossed the finish line. Now, granted, I stumbled across the finish line and almost fell, but I made it. I say all that not to make you feel bad for me or to share my tale of woe, but to tell you that I had every single chance to give up and quit. Quite a few runners actually did when they got to the bottom of the hill. Instead, I pushed and I fought and I clawed my way up that hill so that I could finish. Now, what if instead of fighting my way up that hill, I chose to wave down the volunteer? Well, for one, I wouldn't have finished the race and got my medal. There's no medals for not finishing. For another, I would have literally made the decision to go backwards. In order to ride with the volunteer to the finish line, I would have had to get in the golf cart and ride back down the road I just ran to go to the other entrance, then go around the perimeter, and then loop to the finish line. Can I be blunt? That would have been stupid. Why in the world would I go backwards? Why would I retrace the same path I just ran? Friend, why are you choosing to go backwards? I know you may not be planning on running a 10K this weekend or be planning to fight a dragon to rescue a princess, but you do have dreams. You have goals and hopes for your life. And every time you stop fighting for those dreams, you go backwards. You go back to what your life was like before you started fighting. And then when you finally decide to try again, you have to start all over. How does that make any sense? Friend... Stop starting over. Stop giving up on yourself and your dreams. Don't go backwards. Push forward and keep fighting. As always, remember that I love every single quirky thing about you and that you are amazing just as you are. Reach out to me if you ever want to chat about the amazingness that is you, and I will see you later.